Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Last night was a tense scene outside St. Louis City Hall. City officials attempted to clear pop-up tents and sleeping bags belonging to people who've been living there for several weeks. One of those residents is Kathleen Cash. She called Mayor Tashara Jones heartless. I mean, how does she sleep at night? How does she lay her head down in her bed and sleep at night after watching this all day long? And all we're doing is fighting for housing. We just want to be treated like humans. The city called off its plans after meeting with resistance from residents, community members, and some members of the Board of Aldermen. A spokesman for the city said the rapid growth of the encampment has created unsafe and unsanitary conditions for people who live there and has strained the Department of Human Services' outreach capacity to offer alternative housing and resources. The city also says staffers have increasingly reported being accosted. St. Louis Public Radio's interim digital editor, Brian Munoz, was at the encampment overnight and joins us now. Brian, welcome. Good afternoon. Tell me, what was the scene like last night? So the scene there outside of City Hall was pretty hectic. There was a lot of rumors floating around yesterday evening about this move possibly coming. No one really knew what was going on. So as word got out more and more, community members, elected officials, different folks started coming out to try to figure, well, what the heck's going on here? Okay. And lo and behold, the city had put out notice that they had planned to clear the encampment there in front of City Hall. Mm -hmm. Now, we heard in the introduction from Kathleen Cash. Tell us more about her, Brian, and how you met her. Absolutely. So Kathleen Cash is a 57-year-old woman originally from Ferguson. I had spent some time there at the camp uh, just talking to folks. I normally am a photojournalist, so, you know, I'm not really nervous going and talking to different folks from different walks of life. And I saw her two little chihuahuas, Isabel and Bubba, and I'm a huge dog lover. So Mm -hmm. I went and started talking to her about her dogs and just really got her to open up and talk to me about what the situation was. And she seemed really frustrated about everything that was going on. As we heard in the clip earlier, you know, she's just trying to make ends meet and had really had challenges during the coronavirus pandemic, Mm -hmm. which resulted to her, her dogs and her husband ending up homeless. Okay, so her entire family. Now, our coverage of issues around homelessness is not new. We've talked about homelessness challenges on the show before. And the city has long maintained that those issues are regional problems that disproportionately affect the city. 14th Ward Alderman Rasheen Aldridge was at the encampment last night. He said the timing of the removal attempt was wrong um, and that the same day that they were working on legislation to improve quality of life for unhoused people in the city of St. Louis, that they were doing an illegal eviction. It was like sending... Uh, a big slap, an FU, to all of those efforts. Um, so, you know, he's referencing Alderman um, 
Alderman Aldridge there is referencing something that came up in the Board of Aldermen yesterday. Aldermanic President Megan Green introduced a so-called unhoused Bill of Rights that would decriminalize panhandling and loitering and required the city to create safe camping areas with toilets and showers. I mean, there's obviously a split there. Brian, what do you make of that split among leadership? Right. And I think folks overall want to work together, you know, between the Board of Aldermen and the mayor's office. And this issue of what, you know, how to handle the situation with our unhoused neighbors is one that predates this administration and the administrations before, you know, even Jones. Um, so it's it's not an easy solution, but, you know, folks want to meet, they want to be at the table, you know, elected officials, activists, you know, the unhoused folks themselves, and mm-hmm. they want to see solutions. Yeah. So in as much as you know, we have done coverage of homelessness issues on the show, I mean, you've been out there taking photos, talking with people, and then you mentioned the conversation that you had with Kathleen Cash. What else were you seeing when you were out there yesterday? A lot of folks shared similar sentiments as Kathleen, folks that didn't think that they would ever be in that position, but they fell through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the resounding message is that people do fall through the cracks and it is incredibly difficult to get out of them. Right. You know, accessing just basic resources, you know, resources are out there, but if you don't have a phone, if you don't have an ID, you know, it ends up being a cycle, you know, that people can't get out of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of frustration, I think, amongst the community down there, Um, you know, both activists, some elected officials and, you know, the folks experiencing homelessness themselves. And Kathleen in talking with me, she said, you know, they're treating us like animals. And she just told me how she's cried so hard in the streets because she, you know, doesn't have what she feels like she needs to be able to succeed and to get ahead. And she's stuck in this perpetual loop. And was there anything in particular she shared with you about the situation that has led to her um, her being without, you know, permanent housing um, that is sort of a illustrative of, um, of what kinds of things people are facing, particularly pandemic-related? Right. So... She and her husband, Cam, who is 52, uh, lived with their two dogs up by Jerseyville, Illinois, which is, you know, the northern part of the metro on the Illinois side. And she lost her job, you know, during the pandemic. And, you know, they had a hard time making rent, but there was a moratorium in place. So, you know, they held off payments, did that. And she said that sliver of time between moratoriums, she, you know, got a notice from her landlord that you're out mm-hmm. and all of a sudden her world came crashing down and yeah. she was unhoused and decided to come to St. Louis because of just the amount of resources. You know, there's a lot more resources here for folks facing those situations than there is, you know, in the metro or, you know, the far reaches of the metro that is. Okay. Well, I think that gets to the point about, I mean, the city has said that this is a regional problem and that people come to the city because there are things available for them here that are not available on the Missouri side, at least um, in in uh, St. Louis County, Jefferson County, elsewhere. So then it also sounds like there is then a draw also from the other side of the river. Right. And I think, you know, I'm not a provider, so I can't give specific examples. But it seems to me, you know, an informal conversation I've had that everyone is stretched thin, the infrastructure is stretched thin. 
and it's a top to bottom issue Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be a one person you know going and flipping a switch to solve everything it's going to really take a creative and collaborative effort you know to address this issue right so there's clearly a need now a city spokesperson this morning said that outreach workers would be on site this morning Uh, to help facilitate moving people into shelters. And the city said they will continue to clear the encampment today and that they have alternative housing available if homeless residents choose to accept it. Brian, what is it that you heard about alternative housing places last night? Last night, there was some contention when it came to the reality of how many beds were available and, you know, what folks were facing They've talked about the red tape and the struggles there is to get onto the list to be able to actually access those resources. Um, But, you know, one of the things that people told me yesterday was it's incredibly difficult to maintain some of the rules that are put into place. Very strict, you know, in and out times, very strict, you know, X, Y, and Z, you name it. Mm -hmm. And when you're a grown adult and you're not used to that, you know, that transition can be very difficult. Right. Um, so, yeah. That, I mean, in Kathleen Cash's case with her husband, Cam, you said, right. as a couple staying together, and then I would imagine with their two dogs, that that too poses, um, it, it poses a serious challenge. Right. And the dogs bit is, is a big one. That was something that I really hadn't thought about until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Folks that have dogs that, you know, they love, it's part of their family, but a lot of shelters don't let you have a dog. Right, you right. Know? There's constraints and, you know, uh, health and safety, you know, measures that you have to follow. But a lot of folks will say, you know what, I'll remain on the street. It means I can be with my dog. Mm -hmm. Brian, thanks so much for catching us up on what you you observed and, and saw yesterday. Brian Munoz is St. Louis Public Radio's interim digital editor. You can see photos that Brian took and Tristan Rouse also on our website at stlpr.org. Thanks again for joining us. Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.